Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 633 with a review of Shithouse. I'm Christopher Schneezy. And I'm Stephen Miller. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week on the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest films coming to a streaming platform near you. Um, this week, uh, this film, Shithouse. It's a shit house. <laughs> Uh, this film, uh, I rented on iTunes. I assume you did the same, Stephen? Yeah. No, no, I did, I did Amazon, actually. I, I couldn't find it okay. on iTunes because I think they they do, like, SH asterisk T, and, like, I couldn't uh, search for it when I searched for Shithouse. It was... There, 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 was a, there was a link. There was, like, an image for it in one of the carousels mm-hmm. down near, like, the new and noteworthy. Um, but, yeah, so this is available on iTunes, Amazon, I'm sure wherever video rentals can be done. Um, but yeah, um, as we said, a bunch of reviews to record this week. We're just going to jump in to this one. So what do you say we get started, Stephen? Let's do it. We're going to take a listen to the trailer for Shithouse. And when we come back, we're going to give you a review. Y'all uh, getting ready for the party here? What did you say? I just asked if y'all are getting ready. Yeah. You just called an Uber. You coming? Um, I'm not sure yet. Oh, I'm not sure yet. <laughs> Why is college so hard? Oh, I love college so much! I feel like I'm just, like, floating. Ouch. You're trouble, aren't you? I'm trouble? You okay? Yeah, I'm just not feeling well, and it's super frustrating. Am I not allowed to sleep here? No, you can. Am I, like, keeping you up? Oh, no, no, I wasn't. I wasn't sleeping. Do you want to, like, go hang out? Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to. So you're a sophomore, right? Yeah. Did you have a tough first year? What do you mean, like, adjusting? Can I tell you a secret? I have zero friends. <laughs> like, you could say my roommate is a friend. Sam, we need to get up. I ain't do Dropped a deuce in our roommate. But we hate each other and aren't friends. I have a final tomorrow. Do you want to work together? No. Oh, which final? History. Um, the 18th century. Uh, paint. Paint? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Hey. Sorry. Do you mind if I just get past you? Oh my god. You sent her so many messages. Hey, what's going on? Hey. See you. Are you sure that that was um the girl? Yeah. It just seems like she didn't know that you existed. Why do you want to just go back to what you were doing? think we were gonna date because of one night tonight we're making new friends let's get outside the comfort zone maggie is outside of my comfort zone though what i've realized is that i haven't fully been here college is the most selfish time of your life the agenda here is not to learn how to be a great friend what is the agenda figure out who you are Figuring out who you are separate from other people. Oh my god. You are so bad at pitching. I know. All right, so that was the trailer for Shithouse. Um, It is the story of a young college freshman um, who is maybe having some trouble adjusting to his new life, having gone away to school. Um, And he goes to a little party at a uh, fraternity called the shit house <laughs> and uh that sort of spins off into uh maybe a big experience for him at college <laughs> Stephen miller 
what did you think of Shithouse? Uh, so I, I texted you early this weekend and said, uh, if you don't like Shithouse, we aren't friends anymore. No pressure, though. <laughs> um, I mean, th- this is, so this movie came out of nowhere for me. Like, I heard the name. I heard that it was directed by a person who is, I believe, now 22. So, like, the star slash director, who knows how young he was when he started making this movie. Um, and basically, I was in immediately. I was like, okay, of course I'm going to watch this movie. And <laughs> I loved, like, th- this movie is, like, tailor-made for me. Like, this is the sort of thing that I love in a film. It is, like, if you took Mumblecore and then upped it just a little bit, so, like, you lose the kind of awkward improvisational aspects and you make it be just very, very naturalistic, but, like tightly scripted it has like it it has everything it's about like loneliness about awkwardness about not fitting in about how strange it is to be trying to fall in love and then realize that maybe the amount of emotion you're putting into it is not normal or will not be received in the way that you mean it um i i got so many emotions so quickly watching this movie like there's just something about how authentic it is. Like, I feel like Cooper Rafe's character is so incredibly authentic. The character of Maggie too, Dylan Galula. I've, I like immediately I'm like, Oh, I know who these people are. I know exactly why they will behave the way they behave. And I, I just loved it. I, I thought it was such a great movie about the loneliness of going away to college. Um, it brought up a lot of memories for me about like going away to Berkeley. And I knew, I knew nobody when I got dropped off at Berkeley, like literally zero people. I think one guy from church who was like three years older than me, I like vaguely knew that he was there. Um, And I remember like my roommates, when I first got to Berkeley, they were like, they came from prep schools in LA and they knew like tons of people already. And like their older siblings had gone there and they had all the, parties figured out and they were already like hooking up with girls and they knew all the places to drink and i felt like such a weird awkward like third wheel everywhere because i was like how are you doing this like how are you all (laughs) how do you all know each other already and why am i not on the inside of that um and i thought this movie really just like got at it at like how it feels to be alone in a party and like trying to be visibly having fun so like other people will think that you are one of them how it feels to like have a late night conversation with a girl and it seems like the most meaningful thing in the world and how like devastating it would be to realize in the morning that maybe it wasn't (laughs) or you know maybe (laughs) what you put into it isn't what you get out i i don't know this really went with like like I, I want to say before sunrise, but like Nick and Nora's infinite playlist was actually like the one that hit me first that I watched, which was the uh, Michael Sarah ripoff of <laughs> before sunrise of just like <laughs> a movie about the way that young people interact with each other. I like, I really, really loved it. I love the comic relief. I think uh, Logan Miller as his roommate, Sam is hilarious and amazing. Like I, I loved everything to do with his roommate. I didn't watch the trailer, so I, I, I didn't know any of the jokes at all before this movie. Um, I just felt like the way people joke, the way people party, the way they are very uncomfortable, the way hookup culture works, but then also doesn't work. It, it all worked on me so well. And I, yeah, I, I just fell in love with this movie. So that is all I have to say on that. Yeah. Um, so the good news, Stephen, is we're still friends. 
Thank God. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I thought this film was fucking brilliant. It was, it was really, really good. Um, and it's funny too. Like I, like I, I talk a lot about different films feeling authentic or feeling real or feeling true or feeling earnest, right? And this film is all of that. Um, but I, I actually, you know, I, I had seen part of a trailer because um, I showed it to Jamie because she was going to watch it uh, with me, and I. I didn't know that this that that Cooper Rafe uh, had written, directed, starred in, produced whatever, all everything about it. But yeah. I had a sinking suspicion in one particular scene at the beginning of the walk with the girl, where she makes some comments and he tries to say something witty back to her, but he doesn't just deliver a line of dialogue. He like looks up and to the left and tries to think of he he tests in his own head. And it, like when I saw that happen, I was like, "That nobody directs that. Like you don't. Right. Nobody. Nobody gives that direction. Like this guy just try. Like his character is alive and breathing in this film, and he's awkward. But I was like, this is the most true awkward I've ever seen. And it was kind of like yeah. after after the movie ended, I was like, got my phone and I was like, yep, okay, that makes a hundred percent sense. Like this, everything in this film feels incredibly true. I mean, I, I it." <laughs> if, I, if i'm honest like at, i was i was not a cool guy in in high school or college right but still at the beginning of this film he's kind of a wet blanket <laughs> right. like, like it was i like in the first 20 seconds i got a little bit scared when there's like subtitles for a stuffed animal um i was kind of like ooh, ooh, I, I don't know what movie we're watching here and like i i found his level of awkwardness sorry i felt his level of emotions as far as like this there's an aspect to his character that at the beginning felt too much. Like it felt overly, overly, I, I don't know the word for it, but like, but his character seemed too extreme, but like mm -hmm. every second of runtime that went on, I was like, Oh no, this is totally real. Like he, <laughs> this character is more awkward than I was and is more stuck in, in like his emotions, but they all feel real to me and I recognize them and I do empathize with the character. And it's kind of like, as, as it went on, I was like, man, this is <laughs> like a phenomenal film that nails every aspect of, of what this film is doing. And it, and it kind of, it, it is kind of amazing how it is kind of two different movies. It is, mm -hmm. it is before sunrise for the first half of the film, <laughs> And then there is a whole other movie with its own set of like emotional stakes and everything that gets piled on top of that at the end. And unlike other films we've reviewed in the past where like I hated that transition, this felt just like it, it felt like we were getting to see a film and the sequel all at once. <laughs> and yeah. and uh, yeah, I, I just think that everything this film is doing is spot on. And even though it wasn't my exact experience, um, like I... I didn't go away to college. I st stayed locally. So I just, my life was kind of the same. Yeah. I, I was actually ending. wondering how it would resonate with you since you didn't necessarily go away. Like if you, if the loneliness translated for you or not. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it definitely, it definitely did. Um, I, I feel, I feel like the difference is that I went into programs and when you go into those programs, you have like, three of your four classes that you're taking that semester have the same students. Like I was in the visual mm -hmm. and forming arts program. So it was like pretty much instantly 
you're like, I see these guys in the in the video lab every day for for like four hours at a time. Like you you pretty quickly, as long as you're not like two in the corner, not talking with people, you pretty quickly make friends and you kind of like fit in with people. Um, so I, 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 I didn't have that experience, but the emotion behind that experience is totally real and authentic and is still part of my lived experience. It just wasn't to the extremity of having to like literally be dropped off in a car with all your shit, which can fit into four boxes. And then now this is your life and having to, to experience that. Um, so I, I definitely didn't have this exact experience, but I was able to be inside his head and feel it all as true. Yeah. When, when I got dropped off, my parents left. I met my roommates, two of them. The third one, the Chinese basketball player didn't come for a few days. <laughs> um, but the, <laughs> the other two, we like sat down. I said, hi, they said, hi. And then we all watched animal house, <laughs> which feels like the appropriate way to, <laughs> to start college. Um, nice and like this is what it's gonna be like (laughs) exactly yeah and like there's just a lot that this movie gets right like i remember like walking on the street at night like calm like like empty streets lit by street lamps and stuff i remember that feeling really meaningful like leaving a party and walking home alone or like walking a girl home and having a conversation like i couldn't for the life of you like I couldn't tell you what they were about now, but in the moment it was like the most important thing in the world. Like, like everything was so important back then. Um, yeah. the, the Cooper Rafe's character is really missing his family. That is his dynamic. And there are historical reasons why that is that we learn throughout the movie. Um, for me, it wasn't really family, but it was friends. Like I had people that I grew up with in Escondido who I'd known since I was like six. Right. Yeah. And that idea of friends where you're just, every day you're hanging out by default. Like there's no conversation. That's just like your life is that you all know each other and all spend time together all the time. Like when I moved to Berkeley, that that was gone. Right. And it secret, like it never comes back in adulthood ever. Right. Like your, yeah, your yeah. life is never the same as it is in that childhood, unless you're like a sitcom character. And then I guess you all hang out every day, but <laughs> otherwise, you know, your life stops becoming that it becomes like intentional. Like you have to choose to talk to people and figure out yeah. what context you want to be in. And I just love the way this movie like gets at that and how like he's friends with his roommate but they're not really good friends, but then they also can bond really well. Like they can spend a great day together and like he meets this girl and they can make great conversation and he likes her, but not all the time. They don't always have to be together. And I think it, it, it's just doing something that I feel like only a person who recently went through this transition could put their finger on of like, what is so, what is so new about adulthood, right? Like what, what is the thing that you didn't know before? And ugh, I just love it so much. I'm, I'm such a fan of the movie. I, I love the music montages. I love the every like every character in this movie seemed very believable to me. Like no one is really an exaggeration. They all seem like totally could be college students. Um, yeah, I, I, I love the one again in Tenet conversation that happens late in the movie. Like I assume <laughs> that is a real thing that like, only a college student today would know about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just, I, I love this movie. Yeah. I, I, I love too that 
like even if you take out the romantic interest in this, um, like not remove her from the film, but like the lessons he learns outside of how to deal with girls and that emotional side of things, just the lesson he learns about the effort in versus like results out from just trying to meet people and interact yeah. with other human beings, I think is, is a huge, it, it is, that's like one of the things that I, I sort of, um, that, that, that's my version of meeting him all the way there. Um, because that is a thing that like when I, when I did go to school, like I still had the outside of school. Like I, I was working full time and then going to school and it was like, I, I dropped into school and immediately just like went back to work, right? <laughs> like mm -hmm. I would leave work, go to school, then class would be end and I'd head back to work. And that was just, that was the thing. So it's like school was a thing that I was passing through and it wasn't a, it wasn't a thing that I was like spending all my time in, but as the years progressed and like I began, as I said, had classes with these same people for so long, then it, it transitioned into a thing where it was like, I'm dipping in, dipping out to mm -hmm. class is done. Let's all go get sushi or go head to this pub um, or head back to someone's house and play poker till like 5 a.m. Like it, it became a thing where where and that those experiences weren't difficult to find. Like you're literally just present and yeah. somebody's like, oh, we're going to have a burger. You want a burger? And then suddenly now you're hanging out with those guys every day, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like it starts as the awkward thing where there's like a circle at a party and you awkwardly like inject yourself in the circle. But then, you know, the next time you're there, you're joining them and you're all going out. And then soon, like you're not thinking about it anymore. But it's just like yeah. a it, it's like a lesson that you can only really learn by being there and kind of awkwarding your way through it for, <laughs> for a little while. Yeah, yeah. And like chances are i mean obviously if it's a college party and everybody's going to the same parties you're going to encounter those people but those people are all drinking like you can probably make an ass out of yourself and by the next party unless it was something like really really bad like you tried to do like a somersault over a table and busted all your teeth out like people are probably going to remember you if that happened yeah. but i feel like you can still say something dumb and unless you like go beyond just a moment of awkwardness you're probably fine and you can easily recover from that even though probably at the time as a first time like entering in a big college atmosphere you might feel like that's the end of everything um yeah. but but yeah it yeah just just a brilliant movie <laughs> yeah and and like I, I i do want to say like i think i think the loneliness and the search for connection is the overriding theme of the movie like there's a good conversation in their overnight walk about like uh, Maggie believes that college is about learning who you are separate from other people. And he says that, like, I'd like to add, like, a second goal on top of that, which is learning how to carry each other. And I think like that dynamic of how do we be vulnerable and connected while still being independent is, like, the main thing. But even, like, just the romance in this movie, I love that, too. Like, I think the their hookup scene is so wonderfully awkward in a way yeah. that felt really 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 true to me and the way that they recover <laughs> from that like she like she is a very kind person like even though they're going to have things in this movie where he feels like hurt by her she is very kind of generous and understanding and isn't i like i i felt like she was a really like full-fledged character and you completely yeah. understand why he would fall for her and why his falling for her would be a like massive overreach that <laughs> has negative repercussions. 
Yeah, it did have my my yeah, the the most cringy thing I see in films, and not cringy from like why is the film doing this, but like whenever I'm watching any movie and a guy scrolls through a girl's Instagram feed and likes oh. anything, I'm always like, no, don't do it, don't do don't it, don't do it. Yeah, I audibly said, don't do it when I was watching the movie. Uh, yeah, it just makes me squirm so bad. Um, hmm. Especially if you then continue to like things. <laughs> yep. Well, yeah. Any uh, <laughs> last thoughts about this film, Stephen? No, I think I, I think that's all I got. I think it's worth seeing and not having... Spoiled is the wrong word, because who cares for it goes? just like, I don't know. Not revealing too many of the emotional beats, because I think they all hit very yeah. fluidly and better than they have any right to. Like, the construct of the movie being, like, half before sunrise and half the aftermath and then this little epilogue, like, shouldn't work, but it emotionally, it just, like, all worked yeah. perfectly for me. There is, I mean, speaking of spoilers, and I'll be ambiguous, there is a, an event that happens after a little title card on the screen, and, like, that's one of the truest things for me. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, having that specific title card and then the event that takes place after it, I was like... Yep, this is real. Yeah, <laughs> this, this is you didn't you didn't cheat your way out of this story. You fucking you fucking made it <laughs> made it true. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Anyways, cool. let's go ahead and get to our verdicts. Then Stephen Miller, if you're going to give us a must see, record with the caveat, wait for rental, pass with the caveat, or must avoid, what would you give it? Uh, easy must see. This is like. I'm not going to say this is quite like eighth grade status, but it is that kind of movie for me where I just was so charmed by how easily I identified with the main character and how true it seemed to be about a particular phase of life. I I thought it was just fantastic. And it, it's just a great example of indie filmmaking, like low budget, authentic, personal. It just great. Like, I would I would definitely recommend anybody check it out. The only problem with this movie, I think, is the name. Like, there's no reason yeah. for it to be called Shit House, and it is probably actually going to get fewer people watching it because it doesn't have a name. Like, I'm I'm not going to make up a name. It'll be cheesy and worse. But you know, it could have had some vague name that lets you know that it's going to be kind of romantic and kind of like coming of age and whatever. But otherwise, near perfect movie. Awesome, awesome, awesome time. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Um, this film <laughs> should have had a name that wouldn't make people skip it and would make it searchable depending on the platform <laughs> that you're looking for it on. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a must-see for me as well. Um, I thought the film was fantastic. Um, it didn't take long before I was like, oh yeah, this <laughs> this film is fucking great. Um, yep. And I am very glad uh, to have watched it. And I think anybody listening will also be glad to have watched it. There you have it. That is going to bring us to the end of our review of Shithouse. Stephen Miller, people want to find you throughout the week. Where can they do that? Uh, people can find me at twitter.com slash sdavemiller or sdavemiller.com. People can find me at christopherinreallife.com or twitter.com slash christopherirl. You can find the podcast over at thespoilerwarning.com where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show. Um, if you 
If you want to subscribe to the show, you can do so on Overcast, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever podcasts are found. If you want to know when the episodes go live, you can follow us at twitter.com slash spore the warning, facebook.com slash thus spore the warning, or instagram.com slash thus spore the warning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at thespore the warning.com, or you can use the contact form on our site. Music for this episode will come from the soundtrack to Shithouse, um, so hopefully you're enjoying that. And uh, yeah, that's the review. We still have more reviews coming, um, so we're going to take off and record those, and we'll see you all next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.